and I interfaced with the earlier great rabbis who founded this community. I, 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 I had many conversations with Rabbi Baruch bin Haim Rabbi Murad Maslaton Maslaton who was very friendly with and I published his Sefarim. Let me say this. This is not the first time we're encountering such a problem. In the last 50 years, in this very community, we had two young rabbis who did the same thing. Once 50 years ago, and once 30 years ago. In both cases, the rabbis come in, they were Talmidei Hachamim. Yeah, maybe they were scholars. But the problem is, they came up with some new views about the Torah, new things. Now, if they will come up and say, okay, this is my opinion, this is the way I, it should be, you know, they call, they call them, this is the way I want the, the Lord to be, eh, go do whatever you want. We have uh, uh, so many different ones. We have, we have reform, we have conservatives, so you have another one. When they come and they say, the Torah agrees with me, what I'm saying, now we got a problem. What they're doing is, the layman who doesn't know any different. The layman does not know exactly what the Torah means to say. And they think, well, these are scholars. They must know what they're talking about. We have a lot of people who are not really uh, so extremely religious that they say, ah, it's nonsense, it's garbage. Many people are just plain traditional. Oh, a rabbi said that. Must be okay. But let me tell you, in both those cases that I'm talking about that happened in this community, the rabbis came strongly against it, very strongly against it. And the 50 years ago, that rabbi was talking about, after a couple of years he left, he left the country. The other one retracted what he was saying. So what I want to do today is, I would like to clarify for you the nature of the severity of this matter. And I want to prove wrong those people that say, you know what? Oh, the rabbis, they hate sinners. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about that, both places. When it comes to two men living together, the Torah is very specific. Again, very specific. No ambiguity whatsoever. The words are very clear, and these words are not words that you say, okay, maybe I can maybe I can translate this word this way or that way. Very clear. Here's what it says. A man that goes with another man the way a man goes with a woman. There's two things it says here. First, they did an abomination. Now, mind you, in other cases where the Torah talks about arayot, it does not say toeva. 
It just says what the punishment is. What's the punishment here? Motiumatu, Shinehim, both of them. If there is warning, if they, there is, of course, witnesses and so on, it goes to the Bedin, and the punishment is capital punishment. Execution. Okay? This is very specific in the Torah. No one can come and twist it. No one can come and say, oh, you know, the Torah really agrees with me. No, doesn't. How more specific can you be? You know, it says in the game, if one, a person says, the whole Torah, mina shamayim, Torah mina shamayim, except for this pasuk, or this word, or this gezerah shava, or this halacha, is considered he is uh, uh, disgracing the word of HaKadosh Baruch And some say, also means that he's an apikoros. He's not going through the right thing. He's changing the Torah. We cannot do that. We cannot accept that kind of behavior. You know, in Masechet Aruvin, it says about Rabbi Meir Ba'alanes. Rabbi Meir was a sofer. was an excellent sofer. He even had a tremendous memory, Rabbi Meir. There's a story about him where one time he was Purim and he went to a village and he, he wanted to read the Megillah for them. And he asked him, could you bring me a Megillah? And these poor people in the village, you never, they don't have any Megillah. So we don't have one. Uh-oh. So he said to them, you know what? Bring me a parchment and some ink. And he sat and he wrote the entire Megillah from beginning to end by heart. Now, the reason why, and then he read, the, then he read it because we cannot read the Megillah by heart. You have to read from a cloth. So that's, he was a, a, a great sofa. The Gemara says that when he went to see, to visit Rabbi Ishmael, a great, great Tana, Amar Li, he says, Rabbi Ishmael said to me, Beni, my son, what is your line of work? Amar Tilon, I said to him, I am a sofa. Amar Li, he said, Bini, my son, be very careful, extremely careful with your with the work. Your work is the work shamaim that has to do with the Torah. Maybe you missing, you miss to write one word, one letter. Or you add one letter. You are You're destroying the, the entire world. We can't. We cannot destroy it. We cannot even remove, God forbid, or add one letter to the Torah. The Torah is sacrosanct. Kadosh. 
something that was dictated by Kadosh Baruch himself to Moshe Rabbeinu. How could we human beings come and change something? How could we do that? How could someone come and say, you know what? The Torah agrees with me. It doesn't. Very simple. There are other people that say, well, the Torah says that this is an abomination. So they say, you know what? The Torah means an abomination to the people. But it's not an abomination to God. I'm going to prove to you that that's wrong. How do we prove it? Very simple. Very clear. No ambiguity either. It says in Parashat Azinu, Yakni'uhu bezarim betoevot yachisuhu that Ahmadzlan, the Jews, many times they were making Hashem Yakni'u jealous bizarre by going to foreign gods. Hey, what can we do, Ahmadzlan? They happened. Then he says, Betoevot Yachisuhu. Betoevot meaning with abominations, they made Hashem angry. Not the people, Hashem, besides the people, but he's talking about God. What is Toivot? Look up Rashi over there, what Rashi says. You know what Toivot says? Rashi says, Kegon Mishkav Zachor. The Toivot we're talking about is Mishkav Zachor. That is a man, because we're not a man. That is to, so abomination does not refer only to the people, it refers to God also. Now, some people, they accuse the rabbis that they hate the sinners. Rabbis hate sins, not sinners. We always try to bring back the sinners to the proper derech. I remember a case where Rabbi Yosef Misas, who was the chief rabbi of Morocco at one time, this is way back, he was walking on Shabbat, coming back from shul. And this guy, you know, a young man, 22 years old, Bedafka, he, he lit a cigarette and on Shabbat and to show him that he's smoking right in front of him. So Rabbi Mishash went over to him and said to him, he recognized the guy as being a guy that has no parents. He was a, you know, uh, he was a miscanner. You know, he was. He didn't know what he was doing. He went out the derech. He didn't know what's going on. So I said to him, "Listen, you know, I would like to invite you for lunch in an hour in, in my house. I'm going to have a lot of people there. You're going to enjoy it. You know what? He came. He came. And then he talked to him, and talked, and little by little, he came back. I met Tishuva. These people that are off the derech, what we have to do is try to get them to expert, perhaps people that can talk to them, and maybe there's such a thing as kiruv, bring it back. But to accuse the rabbis that we hate sinners, that is wrong. Look, let's put it this way. If so, 
If a rabbi would hate sinners, it means that he hates 99.99% of the Jewish population. Now, how many people do you know that never sinned in their life? How many? Let's face it. If there's anyone listening here and tells me that never sinned in his life, please come to me. I would like you to give me a beracha. Give me a blessing. It's, it's, it's not possible. Well, if, if a man, God forbid, uh, let's say he goes to non-kosher restaurants, he eats the wrong foods, then he comes to the synagogue. Are we going to throw him out? We don't throw him out. But whatever. Whatever sin it is. Even if he's making Shabbat, he comes to the synagogue. Maybe he's making Teshuvah. Why is he here? Why is he here? Is it because maybe he's in his mind? Maybe. Otherwise, he wouldn't come. We see on Yom Kippur, Kol Nidre, when the place is packed with people, we say in the Kol Nidre prayer, They are always sinners. We don't hate the sinners. We hate the sins. The sins. And this is a sin that is punished by execution. It's not a simple thing. And we cannot twist it. We can't twist it. We can't distort the laws of the Torah in order to prove our way. Oh, you know what they say? Oh, now our this is different times now. It's different times. Society uh, accepts this kind of thing. Society said, "Oh, that's all right. It's okay. Come out of the closet." Rabotai. Our Torah transcends time. No such thing at times. Once the Torah has been given to Moshe Rabbeinu, that's it. It cannot be changed. If a Navi, a prophet, a Navi comes and says to us, you know what? I'm a Navi Hashem. I'll prove it to you. And he makes muftim, like the Rabbam says. If a Navi comes, he makes muftim, we listen to him. And the muftim comes exactly, we listen to him. But if he comes and says, I'm an Avi, I'll make Muftim, and it comes out exactly so. But he says, I am going to change this. Hashem told me this particular how this law, this law is going to be changed. That's an Avi Sheker. He's an Avi Sheker. We don't listen to him. You cannot add and you cannot subtract. This is it. Hashem gave us 613 mitzvot. They're all together. They cannot be changed. Cannot be added to or retracted from. You know, it's 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 unfortunate, but there are some, perhaps some uh, people that uh, think they, they're the great scholars, the big, you know, and therefore, they say, well, what am I, I, I can, I can do things myself, you know. This just means that this person lacks a certain amount of modesty. Look what it says in the parasha we read the other day. They were, the, 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 in, in parashat Naso, at the end, the Nisi'im, the leaders of the Shevatim, each one brought a korban. 
And these korbanot were not just simple korbanot. They were very expensive, and they paid for them. You're talking about a silver ball, 130 shekel. That's quite a bit. A basin, 70 shekel, filled with flour. A ladle, 10 shekel of gold. Two cattle, five rams, five he goats, five sheep. That's quite a bit. We're talking about big, big korbanot here. And what happened? Aharon Cohen, the Shevet of Aharon, with Shevet Levi, was not included. So the Midrash says, Aharon Chalshadato. He felt, he felt weak about it. He didn't like, you know, he felt bad. He felt bad about it. What's the idea that he felt bad? He felt bad because he was not given that opportunity to be able to actually donate and contribute to Hashem. Make believe a very big Talmud Hakan comes from Eretz Israel, a famous one. And there's a parlor meeting. You know what a parlor meeting is? They come in, they bring in maybe some 30, 40 people. Uh, and and uh, these are people that uh, of means. And this rabbi gave a, a terrific speech. Something that really touched the heart of the people. And then at the end, he said, each one should contribute $10,000 to the cause. Everyone gave $10,000. It was a man that was supposed to be there, but he didn't show up. He couldn't show up. Next day, as he's walking, he meets one of the fellows that was there at that meeting. And he tells him what happened. Each one gave $10,000. Now, this man that didn't show up now can have two attitudes. He could say, you know what? Ah, I wish I was there. I would have such a big mitzvah to contribute in this building of this great yeshiva. Or a different attitude. Well, how lucky I am. I wasn't there. I saved myself $10,000. You see, Rabotai? Aharon Kohen. He didn't take that position. Oh, I'm happy I didn't have to make a korban because there's so much, so much money involved. No, the opposite. He was a Sadiq. He felt bad that he, he was not, he did not contribute to that. This is modesty. This is Anava. He does he himself. Himself, like you know, it's not, it's not me, you know. And then he said, Maybe Akadosh Baruch Hu did not choose me, maybe Hashem didn't choose me. He did not blame the others, he blamed himself. That's the tzitkut of Aaron Akwan. He himself is maybe I'm lacking. This is the Anava. Of Aaron I'll tell you a case in Masechet Sanhedrin. Over there it says, Tanur Abanan Hachamim say, Eme Abrin Tashana Ella Bimzumanimla. You know, at some time or another, in the olden days before the calendar came up, there was a time where they had the Hachamim got together 
and they decide whether to have it a leap year or not. Meaning, do we add another Adar? You know, sometimes you have Adar ve Adar. And the, uh, the Mishnah says that the only way that the Hachamim uh, can participate is if they were invited to come. So one time, Rabban Gamliel said to his attendant, he said, go ahead and get me, invite seven people so we can deliberate. Well, should we add a month? Should we not add a month? Then when Rabbi Gamliel came in, he said there were eight people, not seven. There were eight. So then he said, Whoever came here without being invited, please go down. There was one Shemuel Katan. Not there was Katan, meaning that he was, uh, you know, Katan in learning. He was a big scholar, but they called him Shemuel Katan. He says, I'm the one that came in without invitation. And he says, look, I didn't come here in order to really deliberate with you or participate in this. No, I just came here to lilmod halachalima. I want to learn how you people do these things. So he said to him, Shev Beni, sit down, listen. Oh, you're a great man. And you're worthy of being one of us to deliberate and participate in this whole negotiations here, what to do. However, Hachamim said, we cannot have this deliberations unless you are invited. Then the Gemara says, Shemuel HaKatan was not the one that was not invited. He was invited. Inisha Ahrina was not invited. Because he did not want to embarrass the other one. He got up and said, I'm the one. Look at the Anava, the people. Now, who can come now and say, you know what? The Torah agrees with me. Twist the Torah. Twist the law. Twist the halakha. Times are changing. No, I can do that. Look at the anava of the people. Let us keep going properly with the laws of the Torah as they were handed down to us from Moshe Rabbeinu down the line till today. And let us stay away from division. These kind of people that come up with these kind of things, all they're creating is division. Do we need division among us? Is that what we need? Sinat Hinnam? The second Betamikdash was destroyed because of Sinat Hinnam. Because of division. We don't need that. We need unity. We need Shalom. Division will only, God forbid, delay the coming of the Mashiach. When we are unified, we have Shalom between us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will bring us out of Mashiach Sitkenu very quickly. Shavuah Tov to all of you. I remind you again, this great station, if you can help, please do so. And if you have any simcha, you can always call our office. Have a beautiful hall. 
We'll be very happy to accommodate you. Shavua Tov.